1: takeovercom slash Jesse. What happened with Merrick Garland today? We will talk about that. Illinois has no cash bail. Ukraine is trying to kill one of my friends. All that and more is coming up tonight on Om
4: We apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, one for the rich and another for the poor, one for Democrats and another for Republicans, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion.
1: Of course, that's a lie. But Mayor Garland spoke before Congress today. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to smirk at the very beginning. His voice just murders me. And I know that's extremely immature. I'm 42 and I should not be this way. I know that. I can't, I can't help it. It makes me laugh. And I really despise Merrick Garland. I don't want to be dismissive about how important his role is. He runs the Justice Department. He's the top law enforcement officer. If, if you're a nation with the Justice Department that is no longer blind, If its eyes are very much open and it's very biased, and the Justice Department has turned the law against its political opponents, well, I don't know what you want me to say. We're in trouble. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Merrick Garland is a communist. More specifically, the people around him, the ones pushing him, they're the real communists. That's why Merrick Garland has taken his position, and he's done what communists do. They only do two things when they get power. They reward their friends. And they punish their enemies here's merrick garland talking about wow i don't know i don't even remember if i talked to anyone about the hunter biden stuff
2: has anyone from the white house provided direction at any time to you personally or to any senior officials at the doj regarding how the hunter biden investigation was to be carried out no have you had personal contact with anyone at fbi headquarters about the hunter biden investigation
4: I uh, don't. Re- I don't. I don't recollect the answer to that question. But the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't recollect.
2: Heart. You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son.
4: I. I don't believe that I did.
1: That sounds pretty definitive, doesn't it? Well, I'm. I, I I'm not really. I don't really. I don't, I don't. I don't recollect. I don't believe that I did. Well, of course he did. Merrick Garland and his Justice Department, they tried the hardest they could to run cover for Hunter Biden so he could get off with a little slap on the wrist. That blew up in their faces. So Merrick Garland took the exact same guy who tried to get Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal and then made him the special prosecutor in the case. What Merrick Garland has done at the AG, at that office, it has done a lot to accelerate the decline of this country being an openly nakedly partisan human being as attorney general is doing irreparable damage to this country damage that will take decades to fix if it ever can be that's the truth listen to what tom mcclintock had to say
2: weiss deliberately allowed the statute of limitations to run out on any charges that could have implicated joe biden in influence peddling Uh, he originally offered hunter biden a sweetheart deal that was ultimately upended by the court and he's the one you appointed to pursue the charges that could implicate Joe Biden. That leads me to only two explanations, either
4: corruption or incompetence. Which is it? Those are the kind of questions that judges would rule of, out of order. Um, <laughs> Mr. Weiss was a Republican appointee. Mr. We- Mr. Um, Smith is uh, not um, registered to either party. His entire I, career I care was party as a career prosecutor. Are.
1: He's such an interesting cat, isn't he, that Merrick Garland? Because professionally, he's such a tyrannical bully, but personally, <laughs> he's such a little dork weasel. Joining me now, Anna Paulina Luna, Air Force veteran and now author. Um, Anna, Okay, is it corruption? Is it incompetence? I, I have a very difficult time believing that it's incompetence when you're looking at a list like this of wrongdoing by Merrick Garland in just two years.
3: I think it's corruption. You know, McClintock, especially for him to approach it like this, I just want people to know McClintock is very, very by the book. And so for him and his questioning, I mean, the fact is, is that sometimes he can be a little bit of a skeptic, but you're even seeing some of the more skeptical members realize that this is just glaring corruption and that we have to do something about it. And frankly, Jesse, I sit on house oversight and it's been incredibly frustrating even over the last eight, nine months. To actually see how the Attorney General, the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS has really been trying to interfere with these investigations.
1: Anna, can you, because you're on the oversight, could you please explain to the people watching why it doesn't seem like anything tangible has actually happened yet? Because while I hate most of Congress, you actually are one of the good ones and they will believe you. So explain to them why it doesn't seem like the ball has moved forward.
3: Well, ultimately, when we first got elected and we took back control over the House, um, what ended up happening is we started to conduct the preliminary phases of some of these investigations. A lot of them started with subpoenaing bank records, um, getting or requesting information from the FBI. And what started happening is these bureaucratic organizations that do have these presidential appointees started essentially stonewalling us. And so most, um, I think famously you saw the FBI redacted document that they actually showed members of Congress when we were actually trying to figure out what was happening with a... Uh, whistleblower that was actually in fear of their life, that the FBI had stated that they were generally concerned that this person might get killed with information that they had. And then after that came out that they were basically showing us redacted information, then we finally got the official document. But it's stuff like that that's ultimately been hindering our investigations. And so when you saw in the past week, the speaker saying that we were going to be launching an impeachment inquiry with House Oversight, um, House Ways and Means, and House Judiciary, that's incredibly important because ultimately, Jesse, you know, um, once this does go to a vote, which I hope it does, and goes on to Senate, although Senate might not vote to impeach, what it allows is it allows the media to cover it and it allows us to have more, um, what I would say, was legislative tools in order to pull back some of that crap that we've been seeing. And that's that's really been, I think, the hardest part of conducting these investigations
1: the FBI. Merrick Garland got up there today, and this is a famous line that they love using at the FBI. Democrats love it. A few of the low-T GOPers love it. Talking about how essential it was, Here was Merrick Garland.
4: Defunding the FBI would leave the United States naked to violent crime in the United States, which the FBI helps to, to fight against, to all kinds of espionage, to domestic violent extremists who have uh, attacked our churches, um, our synagogues, our mosques, uh, and who have killed individuals uh, out of racial hatred. Uh, I, I, I just I cannot imagine the consequences of defunding the FBI, but they would be catastrophic.
1: And uh, we need the FBI, I'm told this all the time, and yet this organization has been busted committing crimes with their authority. How is the regular American supposed to feel about this organization right now?
3: Well, I think that it's very ironic that he brings up churches when the FBI literally had a Catholic watch list for Catholic extremists. You know, uh, God forbid you wear a hat that says, don't tread on me. You're apparently also an extremist. And my goodness, I have literally a POWMI flag out front of my house or out front of my office in Washington, D.C. Does that mean that I'm trying to overthrow the U.S. government? I mean, the fact is, is that the FBI has been weaponized against the American people and ultimately has been infiltrated I'm not saying the entire. FBI is bad. There's some good folks in there. But what seems like is currently happening is it is indeed a hand and a tool of the woke left and they're really much so going after people. And it is scary, you know, as a member of Congress, when you see people coming forward that are saying, you know, look, we are either having like people knock on our doors uh, because of our political ideologies or people reported us being, you know, at January 6th, we weren't even there. I mean, all of these things are something that you would see out of, you know, the secret police in russia not here in the united states and so i'm all for defunding and that's why i think that you're seeing a lot of the fight that you're seeing right now especially with the cr in uh, funding this weaponized government
1: tell me about this book the legend of naranja and if i actually nailed that pronunciation <laughs> you should be very proud of me tell me about so this about, book
3: yeah so it actually um i have it here next to me It actually started as um, somewhat of an inside joke with my husband and I, and so really what the book is about, and if you notice the character, I think that you'll realize that that character is based on President Trump, but it's about, you know, um, an orange that ultimately is faced with a challenge (laughs) and has stolen from him. And so we actually had fun with it. You do see some little references to exactly what you would think, like President Biden, for example, he's our banana. So you see him in there. But um, it is kind of just a fun way to explain to kids about doing the right thing and how sometimes you might not always, quote unquote, win the race, but you can win the hearts of people when you do stick to your guns and um, you do it with what is right for Fruitland. <laughs>
1: For Fruitland. I love... The green hair is what got me. All right. The book is The Legend of Naranja. Anna, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
3: Thanks for having
1: me on. Of course. All right. Let's talk a bit more about this Merrick Garland stuff. There were some eye-opening things came out of that stuff today. Kingsley Cortez is going to join us next to chat about that. Let's chat about this real quickly first. I don't understand this world. Don't don't I sound old when I say that, but there are so many things that happen and I don't understand it. I don't understand why somebody would just leave their dog on the side of the road. I have no idea. What would possess a human being to do something like that? They do it, and they do it a lot. Organizations like Delta Rescue are wonderful because what they do is they take in these animals that have been abandoned, and they care for them for the rest of their lives. It's the world's largest, no-kill, care-for-life animal shelter. And they do what they do with your support. If that sounds like an organization you'd like to get behind, and you should, go to DeltaRescue.org, all right? They need your support. DeltaRescue.org. We'll be back. Truth is, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black created Rough Greens because of his love and concern for dogs. By the way, he's an amazing man. A former Airborne Ranger, Green Beret, and helicopter pilot, but now Dr. Black has a new mission to help us do what's best for our furry family members. I am so glad he created Rough Greens to help dogs who suffer from itching, scratching, bad breath, digestive and elimination problems and low energy. Rough Greens is packed with vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, omega oils and antioxidants. Your dog really will feel better and live longer. Fred is certainly proof of that and Dr. Black wants to prove it to you with a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover the shipping. You don't even have to change your dog's food. Just sprinkle on a scoop of Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Jesse for your free jumpstart trial bag. That's roughgreens.com slash Jesse or call 833
5: my Mr. Attorney General, you are serious. They are not. You are decent. They are not.
1: You are fair. They are not. It's a family show. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was gonna get PG-13 out there between Swalwell and Garland today. Joining me now, Kingsley Cortez, the digital media manager for the Center for Renewing America. Okay, Kingsley, there's about 10 million things we could probably get to from that testimony today. What stood out to you?
6: I mean, it was absolutely preposterous to watch Eric Swalwell say something like that. He was fawning over Merrick Garland more than he's ever probably ever fawned over Fang Fang. We all remember her. Listen, Merrick Garland should be imprisoned at best, impeached at worst. This is a guy who has totally oversaw the weaponization of the Department of Justice. He has gone after Catholics who like traditional Latin masses. He's gone after school board parents. He's gone after the January 6th peaceful protesters. He's gone after presidential candidate Donald Trump through Jack Smith in an attempt to subvert the 2024 election. This is a guy who deserves our total contempt. And it is disgusting to see members of Congress praise him as someone who's impartial because the reality is the Department of Justice is now the Department of Injustice and of double standards. It is a 2 tier justice system that punishes those who have opinions that are disfavored by the regime. And I hope to see Merrick Garland held accountable. The Weaponization Committee is doing a fantastic job exposing a lot of the rot that is in his agency, but Americans want the other shoe to drop. We don't want to just gather evidence, we want action. What are we going to do with all of this that we uncover? I think we should defund them and I hope to see Republicans fight for that, especially as we enter this continuing resolution spending battle.
1: Yeah, how confident are we that we're going to get anything done in that continuing resolution battle? Because you'll have to forgive me Kingsley, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the old GOP.
6: I'm with you, Jesse. Sadly, I don't either. I always say I have battered wife syndrome with the GOP. You know, they promise me one thing, tell they tell me they love me when they're on the campaign trail, and then they sell me out and stab me in the back. Um, so, you know, I certainly am not hoping um, that they once again give us something that is lackluster and doesn't meet expectations, but they likely will. And I think what's important is for the grassroots to continue to put pressure on them. Call your congressman, tell them to oppose this continuing resolution. They'll tell you, you know, oh, it's great on the border. It includes HR 2. That's just one piece of this weaponized puzzle, right? It doesn't do anything to stop what the DOJ is doing, what the FBI is doing to make your life worse. This Biden regime deserves to be defunded. It deserves to be dismantled. And the way that Congress can do that is through funding. This is our card to play. We have the House majority. We control the purse strings and we need to start acting like it. And I want to see us sending subpoenas too. You know, like I said, the weaponization committee, Jim Jordan, they're uncovering a lot, but we should be subpoenaing Hunter Biden. We should be impeaching Mayorkas, impeaching Ray. Um, And we just need to put these guys on the hot seat because for too long, they've gone unchecked and been unaccountable to you the voter
1: speaking of unaccountable by the way I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad you brought up the January 6th protesters Thomas Massey the great Thomas Massey uh, had an interesting line of questioning with old Merrick Garland today here it was
2: when I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol, and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now
4: I don't know the answer to that question Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't
2: know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there were any? I have no
4: personal knowledge of this matter.
1: Uh, Okay, well, obviously he's lying, Kingsley, and more and more Americans, I hope, are waking up to the fact that this was at least in part, if not in whole, a gigantic fed op.
6: Yes, absolutely, and you know, for the FBI to say that they don't know how many agents were in the crowd that day, I mean, our government bureaucrats They're not just incompetent, they're also weaponized against you, and they don't have your interest at heart. I mean, the FBI, after January 6th, had to actually do an audit, use taxpayer money and resources to do an audit to determine just how many FBI agents and assets they had from different field offices that were in the crowd that day. And you know what's an important question? Why were they even in the crowd that day in the first place? Was it to entrap Americans like they did with the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot? Because it seems to me like the FBI more often than not finds vulnerable, innocent Americans and coaxes them into committing crimes. They actually groom them and push them to do things that they otherwise wouldn't do if left totally unalone. We see this with mass shooters all the time, right? It's always, it always is revealed later to us that the FBI knew about this individual for two years and was frequently in contact with them. So we have to put a stop to this kind of stuff. We have to dismantle the FBI. We have to squash their budget and we have to start again, instituting the rule of law across this country. We need to have AGs at the local level, DAs at the local level in Republican states that tell the FBI, no more. We're not going to wait for you to run, you know, federal investigations for years and to hide things from us. We need to take back power. And I think a way we do that is by reinstituting the local level. You know, Take the guns away from the FBI. Don't let them have the authority to go into states and arrest without letting um, you know, an AG or a police department know. So I certainly am just baffled by the incompetence of the FBI. I think we know that this is an organization that cannot be reformed. It just needs to be completely disbanded.
1: I'm glad you brought up federal and state level, because that brings me to immigration. Sadly, this is an issue states can do little about. They can do a little, but they can't do more than a little. And, well, here was this little report from Fox News.
7: Uh, Emily. Oh, here you
2: go. You got got people coming in now. Take a look at this. A lot Um, of young adult men being let through now. So, every person who was just let through is a uh, appears to be a single <laughs> adult male. Brian, if we can turn around really quick. I don't know if they're all with the same group. Let me try to ask them really quick. Hola, hablas okay. español, de donde son? De donde son? Ghana, Ghana. Ghana, you're from Ghana, okay. Yeah, I'm from Haiti. You're from Haiti. Where is everybody else from? Hay alguien aquí que puede hablar inglés? Where? Haiti, Haiti? Why did you decide to come here? Um, Brasil. Pardon? Brasil.
1: Brazil, you're from Brazil. uh,
2: Brazil.
1: Got it, okay. Uh, Kingsley, that looks like an invasion from all over the world, because the last time I checked, at least on my map on my iPhone, Ghana is actually clear across the ocean.
6: Right, I think it's important to point out, you know, None of these migrants that we're seeing in these videos are actually from Mexico. They're from all across the world. They're totally unvetted. We have no idea how they got here, who paid for them to get here, right? Because someone has to be funding that. It's not cheap to just suddenly get from Ghana to Mexico. That takes a little bit of money. So there are NGOs internationally that are funding these organizations. We need to put a stop to those and you call it an invasion. You're absolutely correct. And what's worse is this is a state sanctioned invasion. The Biden administration has no interest in stopping these people. They're actually welcoming them here and they are incentivizing them to come by giving them things like free healthcare, free housing. We see videos all the time now of New York City just overwhelmed. Their hotels are being forced to house migrants. It's absolutely, ludicrous and these individuals are dangerous they're criminals they come here and they commit crimes and they don't contribute to our society in a productive way. And for some reason, we're still being told that we need to put them before the interests of Americans. That's totally backwards. We need to have an America first approach to the border and to just how we run our country. We don't exist to serve the needs of foreigners who don't share our values, who come here and disrespect our laws by trespassing on our nation. We need to put ourselves first again because Americans everywhere are struggling under Joe Biden. They need a helping hand. Not these individuals from halfway across the world that frankly aren't our problem.
1: Yeah, to put it mildly. Kingsley, thank you. Appreciate it. Come back soon.
6: Thanks so much, Jesse.
1: Well, things aren't going that well in the cities, to put it mildly, and all this illegal immigration stuff, it's leading directly to even more problems in the cities. And now they're getting rid of cash bail. Catalina Lauf is going to join us next. We'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, let's talk about you getting rid of cash. Now, not all your cash. I don't want you getting rid of your cash, but have you converted some of your money into precious metals? You're watching them destroy the value of the dollar every day. You and I both know they're about to sign a big continuing resolution blowing through even more of the money. So get some precious metals just to make sure you can never be completely wiped out. Get it in your retirement. Get it sent to your home. Oxford Gold does all this for you. All you have to do is make a phone call and they will handle it. They'll get it in your retirement. They get gold or silver to your front door. All you have to do is call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call and I promise they'll take care of you. All right, 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Bail money's kind of important. It's really, really important. When you don't have to pay any bail money and they just turn you free You generally go back and commit more crimes. We see this all over the country, which means things are about to get a little spicy in Illinois. So joining me now, Catalina Lauf. Uh, Hopefully she's safe and sound in Illinois. She is the CEO, founder of the Defense of Freedom PAC, obviously former nominee for Congress. Catalina, no more cash bail. How's that going to work out for you guys over there?
7: This is absolutely ridiculous, Jesse. We're the first state in the nation to implement this, meaning no other state, Uh, has ever done this before, so good luck to Illinois and all of the continued increase in crime that's been happening. I mean, think about this. Just in the city of Chicago, when you had poor leadership, like uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, where homicides, crime rates, carjackings, theft, everything went up significantly. Now you're looking at legislation Across the state now, that is going to impact not only to allow criminals to continue to walk free, but also make it harder for policemen to do our job, to do their job. One thing that um, the Safety Act is that's not talked about is the the legislation that is surrounding how bad it is against law enforcement as well. So this is a complete disaster. Obviously Republicans uh, were in a super minority at the state house so there was never a chance that our voice would have been heard uh, from a state perspective but ultimately it was the judges that deemed it constitutional uh, just this last year and it was implemented on Monday And just to give you an example of how well it's going, there was a woman who pepper sprayed four police officers uh, over the weekend. Two of them are in the hospital. She's the first person to now walk uh, free now due to the new cashless bail uh, legislation.
1: (laughs) She sounds like quite a peach. I'm sure she's going to make a young man very happy one day. Okay, so Catalina, in areas where this is happening across the country, it tends to blow up the more upper-income people, meaning they're going to flee Chicago out to the burbs, and then Chicago's just left to the criminals. Are we starting to see things like that?
7: Chicago is not the same that it was five years ago. A lot of it had to do with the beginning of the BLM riots. We had uh, Kim Fox was the state's attorney that was allowing uh, people who completely destroyed the city walk free. And ultimately it's just not the same beautiful city anymore. You have businesses uh, fleeing, you have people fleeing the state, CEOs have written letters to the the legislatures and the mayor to try to change things. Crime has just skyrocketed through the roof and you know, all that's left is crime. You know, it was so sad to hear just yesterday, uh, a carjacking happened where a guy was held at gunpoint. They stole his car and no one knows where any of these people are. I mean, this is just rampant, even in the nicest neighborhoods. And you would think that the the people who live there, who can afford to live there in these nice areas would speak out more. But so far, they continue to vote in these people who are making these laws and destroying the city. So ultimately, what gives? We don't know.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Okay, I, I did hear that they're going to begin opening or want to open... City owned grocery stores, please lay out for me exactly how they see this one going there.
7: What's going on right now is that because of the crime, a lot of these private owned uh, grocery stores are seeing rampant theft. Uh, They're losing, obviously, revenue in these key areas, a lot of low income areas, again, who Are not protected because of the fact that we have such a shortage now also in our law enforcement community. You have police officer retirements through the roof. So how are they able to put resources in these neighborhoods? Now you have these private-owned grocery stores being looted and destroyed. So now the only option is for the government to come in and put in grocery stores. That is how bad this city's crime rate has gone is that government needs to put in grocery stores because people can't have access to food because of the crime. Tell me how that's even... We should be fixing the crime to allow more economic opportunity, creating safer communities in these low-income areas, not just having the government bail out, which we know the same thing is going to happen. When you have a government-run grocery store, everyone's going to want to go get things for free, and then the crime is still going to be there.
1: Well, finally on the city of Chicago, they're not handling the whole illegal immigrant thing all that well. Here is a little city meeting. I don't want them there. Take them someplace else or send them back to Venezuela. I don't care where they go. This is wrong.
2: You get 73% of the people homeless in this city are black
7: people. What have you done for them?
1: Catalina, that is the area where they voted in Brandon Johnson. All these areas where they voted in Brandon Johnson, they're mad about illegal immigration. Are these people putting two and two together?
7: People are waking up every day because ultimately you know, they're seeing the reality of what happens when you don't prioritize the people, not only in the city of Chicago, but Americans as a whole. You know, you're seeing this in cities across the the country, and ultimately it takes a few people to finally be so fed up with the policies that poor leadership has been implementing in these cities. They're obviously not prioritizing anybody in in their own cities. When you have situations like this, I mean, what— I'm so proud that somebody is speaking out finally because the fact that people have been silent for so long and have continued to to allow these these mayors and the politicians continue on this this road again what does it take a city to be destroyed to have people finally wake up I think I feel like it's it's getting there but it's it's not happening quick enough and unfortunately you're seeing again crime increasing unfortunately a lot of deaths Uh, that are increasing in the city, petty crime, you name it. And at some point, you know, the greatest city in, I thought, the world is just completely destroyed because of poor policies. That's
1: sad. It is sad. All right, Catalina, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. My buddy Jack, hopefully, hopefully, he's going to join us next. Jack Pasova. I say hopefully because somebody put him on a kill list. Ukraine, really? They want to kill Jack. So if Jack's still alive, he's going to join us next, and we'll talk to him about that. Now let's talk about you and protecting yourself legally. Here's what happens. Here's what happens with concealed carry or people who generally carry weapons. They almost always buy insurance. You can buy this insurance. And what does the insurance say? If I have to use my weapon, we'll cover your, this insurance company will step in and cover the attorney. It's what they always tell you, right? Did you know most of these insurance companies, they have little clauses built in where they can just drop you. They don't have to cover you at all. No, oh, no, that didn't look right. We're dropping you. You need a real attorney on retainer. That's what attorneys on retainer is all about. Attorneys What's going to happen when you go there? Well, you're going to sign up. You're going to use the promo code JESSE and you're going to have an attorney on retainer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not an insurance company that will drop you. They will be there forever. Attorneysonretainer.us. Promo code JESSE gets you 50 bucks off, but go keep that in your back pocket. We'll be back. I'm not ashamed of saying I love my dog. I do. And I definitely want him to be as healthy as possible. And that's why I get so excited about Rough Greens. I now have a real appreciation for the passion that Rough Greens creator, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has for dogs and their good health. Dr. Black knows nutrition is critical for dogs, and that's why he created rough greens with all the needed vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, bad breath, odor, poor digestions, achy joints, low energy. All those can be dealt with when you actually give your dog nutrition. Right now, Dr. Black and his dogs are offering a free Jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. You don't need to change your dog's food. Just add a scoop of Rough Greens to it. A free Jumpstart trial bag can be at your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse or call 833 my dog That's roughgreens.com slash jesse.
0: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? Hey, this is Jesse. Do you know an unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks? By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where preborns network of clinics step in. The heartbeat is the voice of the preborn, and you can share their voice in a big way. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help save five babies' lives. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Pound 250 baby, or visit preborn.com slash Jesse. Preborn has a 100% charity rating, by the way. You will never regret saving a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn.
4: The teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy, as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served.
1: That sounds pretty scary. That dude's furious, and I'm worried that he's gonna hurt Jack. Joining me now, my buddy, host of the great Human Events Daily, Jack Posobic, Jack, I'm glad you're here and you're not dead. Why does that dude in a bad wig want you dead?
2: Well, for the time being, um, uh, apparently I've been uh, I found out a couple of days ago that I was placed on what this Ukrainian list, which has been referred to as a hit list or a kill list of the enemies of Ukraine. Uh, Other people have been put on this, have actually been killed in the past, including an Italian journalist. Uh, some people that live in the region. Uh, the daughter of one of this, this Russian politician was killed with a car bomb by Ukrainian special forces last year in Moscow. After being put on this list, uh, their update, their profiles have now been updated to liquidated on this site. And so uh, this Tucker has been on this list. Elon was put on this list at one point. And now apparently I am on this list. One of the reasons that they put me on this list is actually because I was reporting that some of these missile strikes in Donetsk, that's the eastern regions, these are the Russian speaking regions of Ukraine, were being blamed on Russia by Zelensky and his government. But actually, if you track the trajectory of the missiles, it turned out that they came from Ukrainian held territory by Ukrainian-style missiles, meaning they were actually Ukrainian missiles that were being fired at their own people. So they put me on the list. Then you see Sarah Ashton Krillo, or or Mike, as he used to go by, uh, comes out and says that we're going to be going after these people. Then the New York Times comes out and says, oh, wait, actually, we've reported that, guess what, they were Ukrainian missiles. But the big breaking news on all of this is that after I was put on this list— uh, Ashton Cirillo has just, and this is just just breaking as of uh, this afternoon, was just publicly fired by the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense only a few hours after I started publicly speaking out against this, and has been placed under investigation. And you see, Jesse, I know you know this, like like many others, that when you join a military, whether it's the United States or a foreign military, and then you go and start breaking the rules and regulations. Um, That's not just uh, your workplace, you know, conduct guidelines. There's a little thing called the Uniform Code of Military Justice that you are now held under. So apparently Ashton Cirillo is now being investigated by the exact same agency that he threatened me with
1: jack why would ukraine be firing on its own people what are we chalking this up to a whoopsie put in the wrong coordinates is this something more nefarious
2: well you know there's a lot of debate on that topic uh specifically now some of these by the way are clearly targeted shellings in these areas of of donetsk Uh, but others for example, could be anti-aircraft missiles that have gone awry. The most recent one that the New York Times is actually reporting on, and here's what's very interesting, Jesse, this happened the very day that Tony Blinken and Victoria Nuland arrived in Kiev for a secret meeting where it's believed that they gave the Ukrainians essentially uh, some bad news about U.S. support for the overall conduct of the war. The money's not being turned off, but they're basically saying, you need to be talking peace deals now because the blank check doesn't come forever. And so one of the reasons that they'll conduct these these attacks, and of course Zelensky will use this to his advantage politically, he spoke of it at the United Nations, is that he will say that Russia is targeting civilians, Russia is targeting civilians, and it. I don't mean to be glib about it, but in this last attack, um, almost 20 people, Jesse, were killed, including a child. Um, that missile then was not fired by Russia, but of course the Associated Press and other uh, Western media outlets backed up Zelensky's line before any investigation and were showing the bodies of the dead strewn about the streets, claiming Russia did it. And this, of course, is a classic example of textbook war propaganda in order to sway the populace to support more money and more material for the war effort. Is Russia targeting civilians? Jesse, civilians are going to be killed in any war. There's no question that Russia has killed civilians in this war, and I don't think there's any question that Ukraine has killed civilians in this war in in the midst of this. Uh, That's one of the reasons that we don't want to go to war in the first place, and we should be seeking to off-ramp this situation now whether russia is actually directly targeting citizens or civilians like this i haven't seen any direct evidence of that however at the same time it, there's no question that in any of these situations there are going to be families that are caught in the middle and there are going to be children that are caught in the middle
1: Zelensky, as you just mentioned was at the un and he had uh, an interesting topic he brought up here he was
5: thank god People have not yet learned to use climate as a weapon. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. A natural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. We have to stop it.
1: Jack, the man is leading a nation that is under attack, and he's talking about climate change at the United Nations. What exactly
2: do you make of that? Well, what's, what's really wild here, Jesse, is, you know, if if you're in a situation like Zelensky and I get it, you're in a fight, you're looking for help, you're going to ask for money from people who have it, uh, yet he knows that the United States is cer- is currently in a budget fight in the House. You'd think that while, while looking at the public support uh, and the public opposition in the United States, you'd think that maybe he'd want to throw something out there for conservatives, for the Republican members of the House to want to go along with funding more because that's currently where he's facing the most opposition. You think like, I don't know, you might say something about child trafficking and going after these networks that are targeting the displaced children of Ukraine that are, are trying to find their way out. Their parents have been killed, arrested, et cetera. But no, he's going all in on climate change. He's going all in on the globalist agenda. And this really speaks more, Jesse, to the fact that we are now starting to see the edges of the machine that put Zelensky in power and the machine that is ramping up Ukraine to continue this war again and again and again, because there are other interests at play. This isn't about the Ukrainian people and quite possibly never was from the start. What interests at play? Well, for example, when, when it comes to Ukraine, the, the who are they meeting with right now as part of this visit to the UN? They're meeting with the Clinton Global Initiative. They're meeting with BlackRock. They're meeting with Blackstone. They're saying the Clinton Global Initiative will be coming in to help with the rebuilding effort. They've been named as a state partner of the Zelensky government to work with the uh, the IMF and the loans that are going to be coming. It's the exact same thing, Jesse, the exact same playbook from the, the Haiti earthquake, from from any of these other times that the uh, the clinton global initiative the clinton foundation has gotten involved suddenly and and uh, when there's a, a crisis they spring to action and in fact even prior to all this back all the way back 2016 when hillary clinton ran the number one source of funding for the clinton foundation was ukrainian oligarchs number one jack are you does the ukrainian you know secret
1: police do they have like the 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 umbrellas that shoot poison darts and stuff like that what exactly is the posobic plan to stay alive out here
2: yeah, I'm I'm looking for everybody who's, you know, I got like my earpiece in, so that's my that's Poso Security Forces uh, that are that are going to uh, be keeping me uh, safe, you know, at the same time, you know, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for uh, middle-aged bald men in bad wigs walking around uh, my house, walking around my abode, but at the same time, you know, Jesse, what can I say that we in the Posobic household are proud supporters of the 2nd Amendment and if anyone would like to try just how much we support it, they're welcome to find out.
1: You'll be just fine. Thank you,
2: Jack. I appreciate you, brother. God bless,
1: Jesse. All right. It's time to lighten the mood. Before we go lighten the mood, let's do this. <clears throat> Nutrition is about the most lame, boring subject in the world, is it not? It's awful. I hate it. You got to have your vitamins. Look, I hate it. You hate It, it sucks. But it does matter. You're a living thing. You need certain things in your body. Well, so does your dog. We don't give our dogs nutrition. We give them dog food because we think it's nutrition, but it's not. It's dead. That's why dog food is brown. Dog food is dead food. They kill everything in dog food during the manufacturing process. They have to spray. Did you know they have to spray lard on it to even get them to eat it? Rough Greens is alive, all-natural nutritional supplement with all the nutrition your dog needs. Pour it on your dog's food. You will see a difference in your dog, whether it's a puppy, old, coat, breath, digestive system. It's, your dog's going to live longer. RoughGreens.com slash Jesse gets you a free bag, or you can call them 833-33-MY-DOG. We have a light in the mood, an edible light in the mood. Next. All right, it is time to lighten the mood, and this is going to be a delicious lighten the mood. It's going to involve food. And speaking of food, before we get to that, you know that the food you cook in your home, some of those smells never leave, right? That's why our homes develop smells, that they soak into the walls, into the carpets. Why your home has an odor. My home has an odor. So what do we do about that? It's kind of gross, isn't it? Well, we can clean the air in our home. We don't have to just light candles and cover it up. Eden Pure Thunderstorm will clean the air in your home. They call it a thunderstorm because it does, in your home, what nature does after a thunderstorm. When you walk out and everything smells clean, EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. All right. Did you know that today... Is National Queso Day. And I know what you're saying. Jesse, please give out your world-famous queso recipe. Well, no, I'm not going to do that again. But if you want that, you can find it at thefirsttv.com. You can go find me on Rumble. Go look at the first TV on Rumble. The whole queso recipe is there if you want to know how to make the best queso. And obviously, you're going to make the queso. You're going to dip the chips in the queso. But what do you do with the leftover queso? Because there's always leftover queso. What do you do with the leftovers? You throw it in the fridge. and You say to yourself, I'm going to eat that again. Here's what you do. First night. First night. Well, second night. You know, the first night of leftovers. You order pizza. Trust me. Stay with me. You order a pizza. You get your pizza. You eat your pizza. Maybe you dip it in ranch. Maybe you're a hot sauce. Who knows? But once you get to the crust, you take the crust, dip it in the reheated queso. That's use number one. Use number two. Nobody thinks of this. I don't know why people don't do this. Hot dogs. The next night, you have hot dogs. It's hot dog night. And warm up some of that queso, drizzle it right down that hot dog. Take your hot dog to a brand new level. And finally, on the final day, because you will be about out of queso by this point in time, scrambled eggs. Scramble up some eggs in a pan and then when you're they're almost a little done just take a big old spoonful of that queso, drop it in there and mix it all up. Enjoy the best healthiest breakfast ever. You're welcome. I'll see you tomorrow. For a limited time, watch the first ten minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com/Jesse. dot org.